when some have a question and we share the god words we share that this jesus love sometimes they convince ah this is good and they start to read the bible hello and welcome to this action podcast from bible league international i'm your host michael woolworth for more than 80 years bible league international's mission has been to serve the under-resourced church with bibles and training to transform lives worldwide through god's word More on that uh, audio cut you heard in just a moment, but our action podcasts feature powerful stories of God's work around the world, taking you to the front lines of our global ministry and allowing you to see how your gifts and prayers help us realize our mission every day. At the end of this action podcast, we'll share how you can partner with the exciting ministry of Bible League International. Nepal. It's in Central Asia and home to Mount Everest, the world's highest peak above sea level and situated in the Himalayan mountains. 80% of the population in Nepal follows Hinduism, and the influence of communism within the country means stiff opposition to gospel evangelism. In fact, new anti-conversion laws make it difficult for Christians to share that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But in spite of these factors, the church is blossoming, and Bible League International programs are vital to this growth, as you'll hear from today's guest, a colleague of mine named Ram Hari. Ram Hari, welcome. Tell us about your family. I have a wife myself, and I have a two son, biological. One is 18, another younger is 8 years. And then I have 11 kids. All right, let me uh, real quickly interrupt you, because I know your story. You have two biological children and 11 adopted children. And I love this because my brother and his wife uh, adopted five children here in the U.S., So you have 11 adopted children, all from one area of Nepal, and all about the same ages and grades. Tell us more. Nine, ten years, fourteen years, and they are studying grade nine, grade ten, grade eleven, so far, so far. (laughs) They are... They brought from the different part of the Nepal, and they, now they are growing, uh, growing physically, spiritually, and they also are doing good for their education. That's the, my family, and I have six brothers. We are six brothers and two mm-hmm. sisters. And my father, ninety years, and he's doing good. Well, you're very blessed, brother. So let me get this right. You've got uh, 13 children, uh, two of those biological, uh, 11 of those adopted. You've got uh, eight siblings, six brothers, two sisters. Your 90-year-old father uh, is doing very, very well. You are very, very blessed. Um, Hey, listen, I know that 80% of people in Nepal are Hindu. Uh, Is that your background? Yeah, and we are born in the Hindu, and we grow up, and slowly we all, the family, my all that, we six brothers, two sisters, and we all come to the Lord. Okay, so you and your siblings came to the Lord, along with your father and your late mother, all from Hindu uh, background. Amazing. Uh, tell me about your uh, ministry role uh, there in Nepal. I am national director. I've been working for 11 years. Here I look over the, all the pro- program, literacy program, church planting program, and Philip ministry program. We do for the children. We give the children picture Bible. We focus to the jail ministry. <laughs> Wherever possible, we give the Philip book to the jail, and we give the Bible, and we also start do the English literacy program inside the jail. Very nice. And uh, those are all programs that listeners are familiar with. Project Philip, church planner training, Bible-based literacy, along with focusing on those two very special groups, children and inmates. We'll come back and uh, visit each of those programs in just a few moments. 
Um, we'll talk about Hinduism, too, in a few moments, but there's also the influence of communism in Nepal, right? Communists also against the Christianity. They, they, they have a different thinking about the Christianity, and they say, oh, all the Christians, they are connected with the Westerner, and Westerner give the big bunch of money to convert the people. So through the Christian, Westerner influence the country of political thing, other things. That way they thought it's a, that's a wrong, wrong, wrong perception they have. And it's a, both things work, and they try try to control the evangelism. Okay, so it sounds like the Communist Party or the Maoists there equate Christianity with the Western world and see any supportive evangelism as political, and they oppose it. Um, with all these factors. Is the church growing in Nepal? See, in Nepal, church has been growing very fast, and also denominational church also growing. And and people used to do the activities uh, together with all churches, and now many activities they do the denominational way, and also establish the many Bible college and many training center. That way, also that's. Bible college, denominational training, all the things, they do the denomination, and they have been working nicely, and people are growing. Ram Hari, that's so encouraging to hear. So denominations, they're seeing growth to the point that new churches and even Bible colleges are emerging, and people are maturing in their faith. Again, that's so great to hear. Um, how hard is it to access Bibles and training uh, in Nepal? In Nepal, we do not have a, enough. That's a bookshop. Other bookshops, regular bookshop also. Only the in major city, and for Christian Bible is available in the Kathmandu. In the city is the capital. Yes, also published by the Bible, published by Bible Society. They have limited in the here in the city, and they do not have only the few Bible shop in the some major city. Otherwise, most of the remote area, most of the village, they do not have a, a Bible shop. So it's a really hard to get the Bible. Yeah, so it sounds like maybe in a big city like Kathmandu, uh, the capital of uh, Nepal, uh, you could find a bookshop that carries uh, a Bible. But in remote places, uh, just almost impossible. But, of course, that shortage creates a wonderful opportunity for ministries like Bible League International. Yes? And now Bible League, we are playing a big role to distribute the Bible for placement the Bible. And so we give the first evangelical, that's a book, two books, that's a Philip ministry we call. And then when they finish, and we give the Bible, and we transport, we send the Bible through the transport in the remote area, in the different part. And from that part, our volunteer uh, distribute the Bible in the church. That way, very easily, they get the Bible from the Bible League. Okay, so like in many places around the world, it's volunteers, those pastors, evangelists, lay people who help engage people in God's Word. They're so important to the ministry of Bible League International. Now, when I think of the challenges of doing ministry in Nepal, Ramhari, I think of the rough terrain. You know, we've talked about Mount Everest and the, the Himalayan mountains also, the influence of the majority religion here. Um, talk more about this. And also, it's a uh, uh, other physical it's, uh, infrastructure development or Bible transport in the, in the mountain. It's a uh, road are not good, not regular uh, transportation facilities. These things also make some difficulties. But major is the uh, difficulty is that that's a Hindu extremist. Government bureaucrats and some leaders, they have a wrong perception about the Christianity and 
Uh, that also, they, they see the difference, and they treat differently to the Christian. And I know that you and the Christian community are working very hard to change those perceptions uh, for the better. Listen, I'm stuck on kind of the rough terrain there. Um, how, how do your ministry workers uh, handle the terrain there? We do the different way of work. Like, so we mobilize the volunteers. And from here, we send the Bible to the volunteers, and they carry or they connect with the pastor. That way, we shop in the resource, yeah, in the remote areas. Uh, we send the Bible, other things by the transport, and sometimes we visit, we walk with them. That's the mainly we do that. Ram Hari, our listeners know that uh, Project Philip is the cornerstone of our global strategy at Bible League International, uh, named after the evangelist Philip in Acts 8, who leads the Ethiopian eunuch to faith in Christ. We help create Phillips all over the world who are uniquely positioned to share the good news. Now talk about Project Philip in Nepal. I can say that's a Philip ministry, one of the dominated program. And because of we give the Bible, we give the that's booklets, that's a very nicely go and that's impact the people and people when we meet the pastor and they say, Oh, this is very easy to share the God words and people easy understand the Bible, easy understand the things and it's very helpful and also we get the Bible, we get that way we uh, get the uh, feedback from the pastor. Yeah, I think that's consistent with what we hear from all over the world, that Project Philip makes it easier to understand the gospel. I mean, that's our prayer, and it's always wonderful to get that kind of feedback. Uh, talk about church planter training. And another church planting also equally important, and because of here is the mountain, and there's many scatter villages, and when some villages have like three, four, ten people, then they don't have search there and they have to go long way. Then when we gave the training and they start to search in same place and they, other people also it's a get chance to have a, to receive the God words. Well, there you go. Another answer to prayer, right? I mean, to see churches planted where none existed previously as the gospel goes forth. I mean, that's what we're praying for. Uh, talk to about the Bible-based literacy program. This is another great program uh, in Nepal. And literacy, we recently started, and and it's a, it's a growing. It's a two three years while we started the literacy, and it's impact, and people like it. And this is one of the means to share the God words, and also this is the one uh, most important. They know the English, and they can learn the English, and this opportunity to serve other people also. This is. Three program have a, it's a difference. It's, it's a good three program and more impact with the Philip ministry, source planting and English literacy, literacy also we started and it's also good impact. Well, what a joy to hear you say that, Ram Hari. As people are given the gift of literacy, they also receive the gift of spiritual literacy because the Bible is the source of the reading assignments and then participants are introduced to Jesus Christ. Amazing program. I'm glad it's doing so well there. Um, as national director and as a pastor in Nepal, I, I know you've seen a lot of people come to Christ. How does it happen, and how do they grow as new believers? Tell us more about that. Yeah, many people come to the Lord newly, and like uh, some people is uh, here, they have uh, more alcohol and they have a fight with the family. That's happening. They also become poor and poor, and when someone shares the God words. And then slowly they come to the, they know the Lord and they start to go to church. And after that, and they grow slowly with the church. 
and then they start to give up slowly that's a habit of the drink all the things and they start to love wife and husband together and then when they work together and they save some money that way they change that's many that's that's what story we have okay very interesting so it's common for people to come to christ and be delivered from something uh, like alcohol addiction i mean the transformation is absolutely amazing I know the majority of religion in Nepal is uh, Hinduism. We've talked about that. Um, I hear that a growing number of Hindus are coming to Christ here. I mean, that's your story, right? Leaving Hinduism and becoming a Christian. Um, how is this happening uh, in uh, your country? Yeah, that's a two, three ways people come to the Lord in Nepal. One, healing process. Like sometimes evil spirit or devil, they have a problem, they become sick, and way we pray, and they... They're healed and they come to the Lord and they start to read the Bible and one, when one family member come and other family also start to come that way, uh, Hindu come to the become the Christian. When some have a question and we share the God words, we share the this Jesus love and what we do, what Bible says that way. And if they have a question and sometimes they convince, ah, oh, this is good, and they start to read the Bible. Well, it's so encouraging to hear this, uh, Ram Hari, and then to know that Bible League programs are vital to a lot of the growth we're talking about today. I mean, to know that God is using Bible League programs, um, it has to be encouraging to you. It certainly is uh, to me. Now, listen, I know that uh, Christian persecution, it's on the rise in Nepal. We mentioned the anti-conversion laws at the beginning of the podcast. Um, This persecution, does it generally come from the government or from other people? Here in Nepal, persecution comes from the family. When a wife becomes a Christian and sometimes husband, they force the wife to give up the faith that way. And some, uh, they struggle and later on, more prayer, more visit, and husband also convince. And also children also, that's a problem sometimes. That's happened here. Community also sometimes, they will, oh, someone become Christian. And they say, oh, he's become Christian. He have this. That way they also talk. They uh, like to explain excluded, excluded from the society. Well, I know it's so tough to hear uh, that type of uh, treatment of Christians. I mean, Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trials and tribulations, but uh, take heart, I've overcome the world. So it sounds like generally uh, the persecution in Nepal comes from others in the family or community. What they're doing is they're shunning new converts uh, to Christianity. We certainly need to be praying for them. Ram Hario, I always uh, love to uh, end with this question. We've got a couple more questions, but I definitely want to find out, how can we pray for you? What's a couple of ways we can pray for you and your ministry there in Nepal? I would like to request continue pray for that we can help the resource scars continue uh, providing the scripture. Teaching, training, we could continue, and they may understand the Bible better way. And also many churches, also they need uh, clear Bible understanding, teaching, that things. And another thing, uh, already you explained, 80% are the Hindu, and most of the Brahmin, and higher caste, and bureaucrats, and all the leaders, they are Hindu. So they may understand the God words, may treat good treat with the Christian people. I'm writing those down as you go through those. Uh, let me just reiterate. Um, so you're asking, pray for continued resources and all of the activities of evangelism and discipleship, and then helping churches to better understand the gospel. That's number one. Secondly, 
for the safety and the better treatment of Christians by members of the majority religion and government there. I mean, those are very helpful, very specific ways that we can pray for you in the ministry there, uh, Ram Hari. Thanks for those. Hey, finally, I know you're so grateful uh, for those who pray for and support the work of Bible League International. What would you say to those folks? Because of they give the money and we can provide the Bible, we provide the scripture, other reading materials, English materials, source planting training, and more people are coming to the Lord. And sometimes when people become the real Christian, they feel change, convert, conversion, and they are so thankful. Oh, because of this, today I am here. Because of the Christian Bible, God give me a peace. Now in my family, my son, my children, they are in a good direction. And that all because of the Christian. So they're thankful to the Bible League, means they're thankful to the donor. <laughs> well, I love how you say that. Uh, those that are being served, they're so thankful to Bible League, which means they're so thankful to the donors. Ram Hari, thank you for that heartfelt message, and thank you for your time today. I can tell you, these few moments together have been very informative and very encouraging, and we can now think of Nepal, knowing that the challenges for ministry there, they're as great as trying to ascend Mount Everest, if I can use that analogy, but we also know that fellow Christians are living out their faith in bold ways that are glorifying Jesus Christ and helping to build His church. Thank you. Will you stay involved with Bible League International by praying for and supporting this ministry with your financial gift? By God's grace and through your partnership, we'll continue serving the under-resourced church with Bibles and training to transform lives worldwide through God's Word. Visit BibleLeague.org to learn more about where we serve and to sign up for our e-news and verse of the day. That's BibleLeague.org. And follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Again, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Michael Woolworth for the Action Podcast.